if you have some mental health concerns, if you feel hopeless, helpless and carry some guilt and shame. It is highly advisable for you to contact a mental health helpline in your country of residence. Or better still, go to see your primary health care provider like a GP and share with them how you feel. But if you feel so distressed before, during or after this program, call your local emergency line. For example, in Australia this is triple zero and in America is 911. And remember, God loves you and so do we. Next station, Adventist Reflections. To discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzi. Hi family, today we have a very special episode for you. I am very excited about it because today we have Jolene Danielson, who ministers to those in need. If you have been following our Adventist Reflections commentaries on the Sabbath School, you will know that we spoke about what she does with those who are homeless. I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I enjoy listening to it. Also, don't forget to come back next Wednesday so that you can listen to our special episode where we will discuss about a friend of ours in the Philippines, who also has a life transformation story. Welcome, Jolyn. Welcome to the Adventist Reflections podcast. How are you going today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So recently we spoke here in the Adventist Reflections podcast about this amazing work that you're doing. And I thought, hey, I would love to hear firsthand about this and the whole Adventist Reflections family to also hear about it and be inspired by the things that you're doing. So I think it will be appropriate for us to start knowing who you are so that we have a bit of an understanding who are we speaking with and learn more about you? How does that sound? Is that, is that fair? Is that okay? That sounds great. Okay. So tell us, who are you, Jolene? <laughs> it's a really big question. Um, it's not an existential question. Say, <laughs> yeah, for sure. My name is Jolene Danielson and okay. I've traveled quite a bit. I have managed to touch all seven continents, including Antarctica, wow. which is pretty exciting. Um, I'm an accountant currently at a nonprofit for low-income housing in downtown Portland. Okay. That's my full-time job. And then I'm also an artist. So okay. I love to be using watercolor and I have a passion to help homeless people. Wow. Okay. So let me see. You do so many things. So you're, you're a traveler, you're an artist, mm -hmm. you're an accountant. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you have a passion to help homeless people. You work in a nonprofit organization. Um, excellent. So that's your full-time job, we could say. That's what you do for a living kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm here surprised. Not sur well, I don't know if surprise is the right thing to say, but rather I didn't know this about you being an artist. 
I knew a little bit of what you were doing and henceforth my curiosity in terms of the homeless people, but you are an artist yourself. So you're saying that you paint things in bright colors, like yeah. uh, abstract stuff or what, what kind of bright color painting do you do? What, what's the kind? I, I don't know much about art, so I'm not going to play uh, like I know much. So can you enlighten me a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. I loved, I like to paint states, so states okay. of the United States, or um, oh. I also like to paint skylines. So I've painted the Portland skyline, and then I also painted the Dallas, Texas skyline. Wow. And I just recently painted um, an Arabian horse, and I painted like the outline of um, Africa with wow. um, elephants uh, shadowed in oh. the painting that looks cool yeah. yeah i like to paint a lot of and then i just recently painted quite a few butterflies for oh. someone who wants to use my design as a logo my mind is racing over so many things about hey i want an australian something <laughs> yeah. saying adventist reflection somewhere so you're based in oregon in portland yeah. right portland mm -hmm. oregon okay so for those of us who haven't been there they might not know much about Portland and Oregon mm -hmm. as such. Can you tell us a little bit? Are you born and bred in there? And what will, when you think about Oregon, what is the first thing that will come to mind? Yes, most definitely. I was born and raised here in Oregon. Um, I would say some of the things that Portland is mostly known for is there they have a lot of beer and then they have a lot of donuts. Okay. And it's known for being really weird. It's kind of like Seattle. <laughs> It's a little bit smaller town. Okay. And it's a little bit more creepy than Seattle. And it's known for being weird and it's very foresty. <laughs> it's not very mm -hmm. weird, forestry, donuts. Okay. Um, look, I'm, I, I, I like running marathons and ultra marathons. And I read this book from this guy who I believe was from Seattle, Scott Jurek. And he always talks about Seattle being rainy. And it was a horrible nightmare for him because on winter time he still had to go out and train, and it mm. was so hard. And anyhow, but he did really well. He went on to win the Western States mm. in California seven times in a row, which is crazy. But uh, okay, so wow. is that? Yeah, I know. And he's he's a vegan runner, so he has another book about veganism and how that formed part of his championship. But um, so is Oregon and Portland in Oregon a Seattle meaning? Is it also rainy? Because that's the picture that I have in my head that this yeah. guy gave me. Okay. Yeah. It rains. I think I looked it up. It depends on the statistics that you look at. Okay. But it rains about the same, just depending on what information you look at and depending on the year. Okay. But yeah, it rains about the same. And then Portland is more focused on bikes like riding bicycles there's okay. bike trails everywhere you get around the city wow so that's um i think they like two or three times the amount of biking trails that seattle does okay well, that's pretty cool i hope to one day come and visit and and see some of your art firsthand yeah. and see what's going on in there that would be cool yeah. Yeah. yeah so what church do you go to jolene i go to crosspoint sba okay um it's the one that ended up leading the young adults tent at camp meeting or big camp. Now, what is it exactly that Jolene Danielson felt impressed to do? And maybe if you want to share with us why. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so on top of having my accounting job on the side, my 
ultimate dream is to be able to help homeless people out of hopelessness by helping them become artists. Right. What I do when I have spare time, um, I go and I sit with homeless people on street corners and I paint and I draw with them and I talk with them about their lives. I get to know them and a lot of them really just need someone to talk to. Mm. And so the way I got started with this was my second year at Walla Walla University. Mm-hmm. I received contact information um, from my childhood best friend. She had mm-hmm. left a voicemail on my phone and I hadn't heard from her in probably about five, six, seven years. Right. And her name is Stephanie and mm. I love her very dearly. And what happened was um, she was calling from a group home because uh, she became homeless. Oh, wow. And so what had happened, she had a very rough life. She Mm. had a really rough childhood Mm. because of that. Like, for example, her mom was a cocaine addict and uh, she also had suffered from alcoholism. Mm. And so for the first part of her childhood, she, you know, didn't come out on the right right side (laughs) like Mm. she was on the very disadvantaged coming into the world and Mm. my next door neighbors they adopted her Mm -hmm. and she was my best friend growing up okay um she was five years older than me but we acted about the same age and Mm -hmm. I learned a lot of patience from her I learned (laughs) um how to put up with like for example later down the road I was a summer camp counselor Right. And I used a lot of the same techniques that my parents had used to cope with her okay. that I used all my campers on. And so I learned a lot of good parenting skills. Right. And I loved her because she was my best friend and she mm. was like my sister. Yeah. And so when I found out that she was homeless when I was in college, I decided, you know, I want to be the change that I want to see in the world. Mm. So I had seen... Um, I'd seen, I'd also seen this other video on YouTube that asked the question, if your family or your best friends were homeless, mm. would you even see them? Mm. And mm. what it did was it had uh, family members pose as homeless people. And then they had their family members or best friends walk right by them to be interviewed. Right. And none of them eye contact wow. with the homeless people, actually their family members. Right. And so after that video and finding out that someone who's like a sister to me was homeless, um, I figured I want to actually see the people there as people, as, you know, fathers, daughters, mothers, whatever they may be. I want to get to know them and see them as human. Right. And so with that, I went to Walmart in Walla Walla mm-hmm. and it was a hot day. I was standing outside with a sign and I decided to go inside and grab him um, some nice cool Gatorade mm-hmm. and some peanuts. Right. And I walked out to, I just gotten off my shift working at Starbucks and I was like, hi, I'm Julian. And I shook his hand and talked with him for a bit and um, asked him how his day was going, mm. asked him if he had any fun experiences that day or he learned anything and just really um, asked him how he was doing and really made sure that he was doing all right Mm -hmm. Asked him what it was like and all these things and by the end of our conversation I realized the sun was going down and so I said Mm -hmm. hey I actually have to study some homework so I'm gonna take off 
I went to hand him the, I was like, Hey, I have these things for you. And so I went to hand him the Gatorade and the peanuts. Mm. And he said, you know, darling, um, I'm actually diabetic and I don't have teeth. Oh, and I felt oh, so bad. No, oh. <laughs> I went out of my way to give him things and he couldn't enjoy them. And so with that, he said, you know, you just speaking with me and talking with me, that made my day so much brighter than any handout could have. Right. And so with that, I wanted to make it like my own personal mission just to see the people there and just mm. kind of like, you know, enjoy conversation with them and smile when I see them and, you yeah. know, not treat them like they're invisible and treat them like they're human because sure. they are. <laughs> wow. That's an amazing story. So what I'm hearing is that from having a bit of a personal encounter, even though it was at the distance with this friend, Stephanie, uh, like a sister to you, you felt like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. I don't like what I'm hearing. I don't, I, I don't appreciate the fact that she's suffering. She's going through this stuff. And then at that time, this video came through in your life and it allowed you to self-reflect. What am I doing? Uh, how am I behaving towards these people, the, to, towards the homeless, towards mm -hmm. human beings who are like you and I? I mean, they were created, God made them. Uh, some of them are there for various reasons, but that's irrelevant. They're still there. I'm quite happy to hear that story because it's both funny, but at the same time, it has a lot of meaning. This, yeah. yeah, this guy, he appreciated the interaction. The fact that you didn't mm -hmm. see him as a homeless man who is there, whatever. You saw him as a human being, as somebody who you can talk to like anybody else. Mm, quite valuable. From there, what happened? So you continued to, like you mentioned, now every time you see a homeless person, you smile at them, you say hello. Mm -hmm. um, is that all you do? Um, you, you, you have mentioned that you do art as well with them yeah do you teach them art or they already are they already artists or you just say hey you know let's just draw together how, how do i do if i want to be uh, a jolene do i just go out here in australia in the little <laughs> town where i live and sit down and hey you know i have this canvas let's just paint uh, how does it work tell us about it so what i usually do is i pick a spot to go to that's in a fairly public place okay so where there's a lot of traffic uh, for safety reasons for sure my my family worries about my safety a lot <laughs> okay because they know what um, you do i guess yeah and so from there i have my art supplies with me okay. so i usually have color pencils charcoals um watercolor mm -hmm. uh, acrylics it depends on kind of who i plan on seeing for example when i was in walla walla i got to know this man named kelly okay and he would sit outside of walmart on a bucket, which he offered to sit, like to have me sit on, which I thought was really sweet. And he loved to draw with charcoals. Okay. And so I went out and I bought charcoals to be able to sit there and do art with him. Right. And so that's kind of how it works is I go or I pack up my art supplies mm -hmm. and then I drive around until I see someone that's standing on a street corner. Mm -hmm. I park my car. And then I walk up to them mm -hmm. and I ask if it's okay and sit with them or hang out with them or mm -hmm. talk with them or whatever it may be. And then I just ask them how they're doing. I introduce myself and I ask them if they want to paint or draw with me or I hand, I hand them a sketch pad if they do. Sometimes they don't, which I, um, I respect. 
Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, they're really focused that with their holding their signs. So that's their choice. That's completely fine. And I'll just talk with them and ask them about their day and their life. And yeah, I just sit there and I enjoy my time with them and I get to know them. And then by the time we're done, I thank them for their time and I hope to see them around. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of how it goes. And okay. I pack up my stuff and I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do, do you yeah. see repeats? Like, uh, do you have like frequent flyers or people do, hey, there's Jolene coming. Do they know you now? Like the lady who's coming with her artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, does that happen now? Yeah. Yeah, um, I have a few friends in Walla Walla that I started to really get to know because they would really okay. frequent the Walmart there. Yeah, Portland's a lot bigger than sure. uh, Walla Walla, and so it's not quite as common. But in mm-hmm. Walla Walla, yeah, I would see my friend Kelly quite a bit. Um, I have some pictures with him, and okay. I actually hung out with him um, the day after my 21st birthday, oh, and wow. I sat with him. Yeah, it was fun. And I sat with him and I was asking him how he's doing and all that stuff. And I said, Kelly, guess what today is? And he said, I don't know what your birthday. And I was like, yeah, yesterday was my birthday. And he <laughs> he was super surprised. And he, especially when I said I was turning 20 or I had turned 21. Oh. He was really surprised to find that I didn't... Uh, do anything crazy for that and that's not me at all right and so he uh he ended up coming over when i was packing up my stuff to head back to the university he Mm -hmm. handed me these three chocolates that were in his pocket one had given him and he's like hey this is i want you to have these for your birthday okay because that's all he had wow and i was so I felt so like, I don't know, it was just so heartwarming to receive something from someone mm. who has so little yeah. and for them to really take time to care for me and wish me a happy birthday. Like, I'm not going to lie, I definitely cried in my car. <laughs> for sure. You felt yeah. you were touched by his kindness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. To receive love from someone mm. and a gift from someone who has so little, it's it's really powerful. Yeah. It's interesting because as you're saying this to me, my experience has been that I don't want to generalize or stereotype, but my experience Mm -hmm. has been that a lot of the times the people who have the least are the people who are willing to give the most. And um, the other thing that catches my attention is that I come here from a perspective that I'm not, I, at the moment, I'm not doing what you're doing. Coming from the, maybe the general population's side of thinking, I, I perceive that we always have this view that people who are homeless are there because they just want to suck your resources. But here I'm hearing something different. I'm hearing, you know, if they are there asking for something, it's mainly to do with the fact that they have to live somehow. They, they just want to survive. They are not there to be able to, to, to wanting to take your car, your house, your mortgage, your profession, your whole wage. They just want something to live. But they are willing to even those little things that they have that people give them, like these three chocolates that probably was one of the things that he might be saving for something, for his dinner, for a special treat. I don't know. He was willing to give everything back because he is willing to give whatever he, he has to invest uh, also in relationships, to be thankful, to to invest in the things that matter, which brings back that humanity uh, into whether you're homeless mm-hmm. or not homeless. That's so heartwarming. That's so definitely. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. T- tell me something. I have seen your Instagram page. And at the end, I'm going to ask you to tell us what your social media is so that we can all follow you. I'm mm-hmm. already following you, but I want other people to see the amazing things that you are having there. 
yeah. but um, there is pieces of art, of photos of art that I have seen. Is this all done by you or some of this stuff is done by some of the homeless people that you have interacted with? Um, most of the stuff that I have on my accounts right now are things that I've done. Okay. Um, I do have a few pieces of art that I think I have one that was done by my friend Kelly. Okay. He did colored tree it's on my website currently but he yeah he drew the colored tree and i'm hoping to be able to get more of their artwork on there mm-hmm. i just uh, i know that to be able to help someone else become an artist that's mm-hmm. successful i figured that i need to do it for myself first so that way mm-hmm. i know what i'm doing sure that way i can encourage them and help them down the easiest and best path and so that's kind of where i'm at on that so okay okay yeah no that makes sense to me so you're mm-hmm. traveling the road so that you don't you know what to do and help somebody else and that will also i mm-hmm. think help with some disappointments or expectations i suppose with other people um so what what are you mm-hmm. at in terms of your artwork what are you doing with it what, what's the road that you're traveling at the moment where at are you in it mm-hmm. to try to become a, a successful artist uh currently i just did a mug giveaway a few weeks ago So I painted the skyline of Portland using watercolors. And then what I did was I use Shopify and Printful, which Printful like prints my artwork on whatever I want. So I had it printed on these mugs that are magic. Okay, not really. They're (laughs) (laughs) the mugs that when you add hot water. Oh, yes. um, Right. I think they're magic. I don't know how they work, but they're incredible. Yeah, I have no idea either. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so I just did a giveaway where I had give, given away a number of those to people who entered into win. And oh. I have um, on my website, I have posters, I have T-shirts, I have mugs. Okay. And I'm really working on um, getting more products up there. And so I've been taking a lot of requests, which I definitely need to work on today. Okay. I have... Like, for example, the one that I just finished last week was a horse painting, Okay. which was for our friend. And then I have the butterflies that I need to work on today, which were logo requests from a friend. And so it just kind of depends on um, which artwork I'm working on. Basically, Mm -hmm. the way it works, though, is I get a request from a friend or family member or some poster painting um, or even a logo. And then I go ahead and work on that. And then once they're happy with it, then I can either upload it to a product such as a mug or a t-shirt or a poster, or like I can create it into a logo and send it to them. So in this website that you have, you have these t-shirts, these mugs, you're uh, like, they (laughs) are there for sale. Like we can go and buy today something from you. Okay, great. Okay. We'll take your details at the end and we'll put them in on the, on, on the post. So Good. Now, I have a I have a question. Like going back to this idea of homelessness, and this might be a bit philosophical, maybe judgmental, uh, but I have to ask because I think I want to make this real. This is and this might be something that uh, some people might be thinking of. Well, let me go back a little bit in the idea of safety. You mentioned that your family is a bit concerned sometimes, and you try to be in public areas. Have you ever been in a space where you have felt unsafe? where you felt that, hey, you know, this is maybe I, sh- I should stop the interaction. I need to go away. Have you ever felt like that? I haven't felt like that with the people that I've painted with or spent time with. 
Um, I know that on my way to work, I go through Skidmore Fountain, which is a very uh, heavily populated by homeless people area Mm -hmm. um, underneath one of the bridges in Portland. Mm -hmm. And I know that that area is definitely fairly sketchy. And so, for example, when I'm looking for a place to have a conversation with someone or get to know someone or paint with someone who's homeless, I make sure to go in places where it's, you know, just one or maybe two. Because mm-hmm. I know that if there's, you know, if there's more of them, then that could be, you know, it's harder to get to know people mm. also when it's in a group setting. Yes, for and sure. And so, yeah, I just do it um, more on the outskirts of town where it's just, you know, one-on-one. And I've, I've never felt unsafe. Mm-hmm. I know that mental illness is super a big thing and a mm. huge reason for homelessness because it's very hard for them for sure. to uh, and to become a part of like society again, yeah. which mental illness, I would say like I've talked with a friend who's a social worker right. and she, she agreed with me that probably about up to 95% of mental illness is caused by childhood trauma. Right. The streets. Yeah. A lot of them are hurting mm. from something that has, to them or had been to them or an experience that they had mm. and it's just really sad to see how like society doesn't know how to cope with that and they just don't yeah that makes sense yeah for sure it's quite hard it's quite difficult do you ever bring people with you or you do this alone yeah i've, I've taken a few friends um a few friends of mine have gone with me what did <laughs> they reckon oh you love what's the story there's a story behind <laughs> When I was in Walla Walla, I asked a friend to go with me uh, because we needed um, a few extra hours for community service volunteering. Okay. And so I asked him if he'd want to join me. And we, I was like, yeah, sure. So I grabbed my art supplies, my little bag that I have. And then um, we were approaching this homeless person. And he mm-hmm. was experiencing a lot of stress because oh. he didn't, uh, you know, you just walk up to them. They're just people. And <laughs> he was so stressed. Who, your he, friend he or the homeless that, guy? Know, my friend oh yeah he was like you walk up to them and i was like yeah i mean what else are you supposed to do and it was pretty interesting and then um when we first started you know talking to the homeless man um i could tell he wasn't really sure what to do with my friend and i and then um okay. he was joking about how the cars that were um, driving by offered to buy us for a dollar okay and he was just about it and then by the end of our conversation he's like you know you guys are worth a lot more than a dollar you guys are pretty priceless so it was pretty funny and sweet to see how that played out oh cool Mm -hmm. now so you come you talk to these guys you're offering basically Mm -hmm. company conversation some maybe distraction from that pain and suffering through artwork or express that pain and suffering even through the artwork after your experience with the gatorade and peanuts do you ever bring them food or clothes or anything else because you think like, oh, I'm going to mess up again or something's going to happen? <laughs> Do you ever yeah. bring them anything? Yeah, most definitely. Um, for example, for my friend Kelly throughout the winter, I, uh, from Costco, I got an extra mm-hmm. compactable like down blanket. Mm-hmm. So I got that for him. And then, um, for my birthday, all I wanted to do was to hand out like packages to homeless people. And so mm-hmm. I made PB&J sandwiches with little, because in, in the winter, it's winter in November mm. in the U.S. Um, mm. I took the little like 
Scotty's packets, which are like, I don't know if you know what those, those are. They're the little packets that when you open them and you shake them, then they get warm. Oh, yes. For like your hands. Or- yes, yes. Hand warmers, feet okay. warmers. Yes. And so I got some of those from Costco and then oh, nice. I had some other little snacks and like little treats for them. And then we just went out on my birthday and we just hung out with some homeless people. And since I had someone with me, I was able to eat a lot of sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> um, we were able to go and kind of go more where there's larger populations. And since yes. we had so many run out and so it was, it was really fun. It was really great. So I do still do handouts. Um, okay. Oh, and socks. Socks are a really huge need. Mm-hmm. So I do still hand out things. I just know that the conversation is really what makes them a lot happier. Mm. Just hanging out with them. And that's that's the theme that I'm keep on hearing from you. That I mean, you still do that, but it is the company, the conversation. The hey, you're not ignoring mm-hmm. me. I'm not invisible. I'm a human being. You're willing to take your time and your energy to give me company, to hear my mm-hmm. story, to share with me about you. And that I would add on to that. Um, just to get people to think is mm. my friend Stephanie, she ended up confiding in me later about how she accidentally checked herself into like an insane asylum. Right. And what she said about that was that if you're not crazy going in, you're crazy coming out. Right. And the reason for her that was that they don't have very many normal interactions there because mm-hmm. it's, you know, he described was it's like sticking all the crazies in a box right and so that's how we should deal with mental illness right they need to be treated with love and respect and Mm. talked with as if they're humans they are a hundred percent i i like what i'm hearing from you i think you have a very compassionate and merciful heart and that is the right way you know we have a lot of i think your statistics are the ones that you share with me in the idea of trauma and as well as homelessness mm-hmm. and the overrepresentation of mental illnesses also reflects here in Australia. We have ma- many individuals who are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when you, you, you know, we, used, we, we, used, we always said, let us not judge the book by the cover. Reality is that there is a human being inside. And hey, you know, what would it be of me if I had the same experiences, the same preconceived and judgmental upbringing? And the mm-hmm. same misfortune sometimes, the same traumas. Would I be sitting where I'm sitting now? Would I be sitting elsewhere? And 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 life turns around so so quickly sometimes. And I'm sure That's that definitely. you have you have met and you have heard some really good stories, which I'm not going to ask you to share with us because I don't know if that will be right. <laughs> but um, I think yeah, that's that's fine. Now, does your church know what you do? Yes, my church. Um, I just recently shared with my church what I do, and my church does quite a bit of homeless outreach, outreach which is really awesome. Okay. They uh, once a month we go down to the transitions homeless shelter, and yep. it's all it's all men, mm-hmm. and we feed haystacks. Mm-hmm. Um, we serve them in the entire uh, entire place, and then we sit with them and eat with them. And right. so I, this last time I made a friend and I asked him because he didn't get any of the haystacks. And oh. I was with him and he confided in me that he doesn't have teeth. Oh. And so he's pretty limited in what he can eat. Yes. And so we were talking because he was just eating uh, tomato soup out of a can without 
you know, the tomato soup where you put like half water and half yeah. the soup, right? Yes, yes. Um, he was just eating I was really surprised. Yeah, wow. He said he enjoyed, so I guess if he enjoys it, that, that works. That, that works for him, yeah. So that's amazing. That's awesome. So your church is doing uh, also work with the homeless and you're and you started doing your own. How long have you been doing this, Jolene? I've been doing it since I would say like 2016. I think that's when that's wow. when I got the phone call from me. Yeah. I just haven't been dedicating as much time to it as I want to be, but that's sure. something that I'm slowly working on. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you, you have a commitments i suppose the year of the things that you have to do and yet you take the time yeah. even though you don't want I, what i'm hearing from you and correct me if i'm wrong is that you're doing a lot of stuff you're doing perhaps I, I will dare to say a lot more than many of us are doing and yet you feel that you haven't taken much more of the time that you will wish to take because you want to invest more time in doing what you do but you're already doing a lot but perhaps you feel like no i can do a lot more tell me something yeah. This is, again, going to be philosophical, perhaps controversial, but I, I have to ask, can you be, in inverted commas, a good Christian? Can you be Christ-like and neglect ministering to those in need? Can you be a good Christian and neglect creating opportunities? It might not be for the homeless. It might be homeless is one ministry. There's so many things around. What do you think? And I don't want to judge anybody. I mean, some people who might say, like, I'm not doing anything and I'm listening to this. Are you judging me? That's not my intention. My intention is for us all, me included, as I'm interviewing you, to, to wake up to the idea of Christianity and what this is all about. What's your opinion about this? I think that everyone has a different calling. So okay. for some people, it might be the environment. It might be um, saving elephants. It might be, there's a ton of different things. Um you know, helping out at the Humane Society. My best advice to people mm -hmm. is to go after and become a part of the change to make the world a better place where you feel like God is calling you to. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is like for me, I know that I have a calling to help the homeless. Mm -hmm. And I know that God has placed that on my heart. I know for some people, that's not their same calling, which is great because there's so many problems in this world that need to be solved or need to be helped or mm -hmm. there's change that needs to be done. And I just think that, like, for example, if you have a passion to help the environment, think about ways that you can help be the change that you want to see in the world. For example, you could start a cleanup crew and mm. clean up this nearby your house. You know, right. picking up trash even. Or let's say that you love the ocean. You could plan a trip with friends and clean up the ocean once a month and, you know, take garbage bags or whatever you might think would work best for kind of a cleanup there. Or if you have a heart for animals, I saw something that was really cool was I saw a boy started, I think he was 12 or 14, somewhere on there. He was creating mm -hmm. bow ties oh. for dogs like dogs at oh, humane societies to help right. them become adopted they yeah. look cute and some they people are nice like oh i want to take him yeah exactly and so just um think about what god has placed on your heart and think about ways that you can be that change that mm. god wants you to be for example when i spend time with homeless people um you have to be careful because some people when they're spending time with homeless people or mm -hmm. orphans or whatever it may be they have the only intention of you know converting them to adventism or right. sharing the gospel which 
seen as wrong, but what got the gospel is, which it's a, I learned this in Bible class in high school. So gospel <laughs> okay. stands for God offers sinful people eternal life. So that's right. the word spelled out. Right. Uh, gospel, God right. offers sinful people eternal life. And so I think with that, uh, just loving people and listening to them with an open heart, I think that's the best thing that you can do that's Christ-like. You mm. don't have to share with them Adventism or share with them Christianity or share with them your religion unless they ask then you can you know it's up to you if you want like how how you want to share about that Mm -hmm. but definitely don't go with the intention of just talking about that like Mm. go into it willing to learn to grow and to listen Mm -hmm. absolutely it's funny you mentioning that because our most recent episode that we recorded for a south school commentaries we spoke about it Unfortunately, nobody will hear that until two or three weeks because we record weeks in advance. But um, we talked about the idea, exactly what you said. You know, sometimes we come with Mm -hmm. intentions of conversion or, hey, you know, come to church. Hey, you know, baptisms, numbers. And the reality Mm -hmm. is that our intention should be for us to alleviate the human suffering. What Christ came to do, mm-hmm. right, is at least do that. You know, he came and he ministered to those people around as somebody who cared. And if all I cared about is about bringing you to church, but I'm not really interested in alleviating uh, your suffering or doing some good, it will not be Christ-like. So we bring the gospel, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, you know, eternal life. We bring Christianity by bringing Christ with us. And what we do, I will dare to say, mm-hmm. every time that a homeless person hears what you have to say, it could be a joke, it could be just a personal, super superfluous interaction, it could be a deep and meaningful conversation, uh, it could be doing mm-hmm. some art. What I'm seeing is they see Christ in you, the hope of glory. They don't know it, but one day they might know. And, you know, God does the rest. All we have to do is bring him through what we do with them. And you're doing that. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add as we conclude today? I would really like to share about uh, my friend Stan. Yes. He lives over in Walla Walla and he's really sweet. I think he's actually Adventist. Okay. Which I think is pretty cool. Being with a friend who also knows him and was saying that he's pretty sure that he goes to the Adventist church there in Walla Walla. Okay. And Stan, he uses crutches to get around. I would spend time uh, talking with him and he's one of the people that I met when I was handing out sandwiches on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was about, I'd say like about a month away from graduating from Walla Walla. Right. And having a hard time with my roommates okay. and so me being the hippie that I am I decided <laughs> that I was just gonna solve my problem by sleeping outside okay and so I just was enjoying myself um sleeping on an air mattress on top of a tarp that I got from Walmart and in Whoa. a sleeping bag and it was sleeping out under the stars wow it was so nice and <laughs> yeah Stan and I were sitting there talking about things and you sharing um, about his family and how he misses his kids and his ex-wife and mm-hmm. all these things. And he, I was just really amazed by the way that he talks about God. He mm. calls God the big man upstairs. Right. And I really appreciate that because he was saying <laughs> about how God always provides for him and always right. cares for him. Uh, one thing that I was really blown away about was that when I confided in him about my roommate troubles, and he actually offered me to stay with him, like if I felt 
that I would be more safe there. <laughs> and I thought that was the sweetest thing. And I, you know, I was like, hey, I'm actually okay. Like, I really enjoy sleeping outside um, under the stars. It's really nice. Right. But I was just really blown away by the love that he showed to me by offering, you know, to be able to stay at the garage there with him if mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't safe in my situation, which I, I was doing okay. Sure. I just yeah. thought that was really incredible. Such a good heart. Let's see if there's. Yeah, Stan's a really, really good guy. Um, if people are in Walla Walla listening, then say hi to Stan. He's great. <laughs> yeah. I think that the thing that I really want to leave people with is that I want to encourage them to really see the people that are around them. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, you can be on your phone. That's fine here and there. But live presently and really see the people around you because mm-hmm. you never know if the person on the street corner is going to be someone you know mm. and i know that when i sit with most people and i'm painting with them so many people wouldn't make eye contact with me mm. because they were afraid yeah and they felt awkward and they were scared and they didn't want to feel guilty and mm. i really think that that's something that we need to work on and you know just look look at them in the eye and give Mm. them a smile. If that's all you can give in that moment, that's fine. Mm. But just acknowledge them as people. Awesome. I like it. I appreciate what you have encouraged us to do. I am willing. I take this not only as a challenge, but as a call. Um, I don't know if my call is to be homeless people because you mentioned that everybody has different calls. I do deal with a lot of homeless people in many, in many situations because of what I do for a living or I have done over the years. But I think that aspect of taking the time to be a human back, it, it is something mm-hmm. that I, I, I take so much to learn from, from the experiences you have shared with me. And and looking at them in the eye, giving them smiles, mm-hmm. saying a hello, it doesn't cost anything if that's all you can do. If you can do more, then go ahead Please. and do more. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Jolene. Yeah. I really appreciate you yeah. sharing that with us. Now, one of the important things right now as we conclude this is if somebody has a heart for homeless people, if somebody has listened to this interview or, or maybe whatever, you know, if somebody thinks, I want to know more about this, I want to know more about her, I want to know more about how she does it, I, I have some questions, can people contact you? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. How can people do that? Can you give us your social media, your accounts, anything that you feel you feel that you can share with us? Yeah, of course. I have my website where I have my art available for people to check out. It's on paintdropsart.com. Okay. And then my social media accounts, um, you can find me on Instagram. That's the one that I probably use the most at Jolene N. Danielson. I also have a blog, which is JoleneB.com. Okay. And then I also have um, a social media account for raising homelessness awareness, mm-hmm. which is uh, creating opportunities for us. Right. And then my art is or at paint drop star yeah <laughs> excellent and we're also going to put it in the description of, of this episode so that you can click in there easily and, and follow any of these sites or follow them all i learned that you have a blog now i didn't know i i have been in all the other parts i think yeah. feel free to contact jolene as a matter of fact i encourage you to do that and and, and mm-hmm. in doing that be also ministered by the wisdom that jolene has to share with you as she has shared with us today so, Jolene, I wish you to have a great day and I hope to catch you later. Yeah, for sure. So, family, you heard it. This is Jolene Danielson, 
from creating opportunities, an artist, a servant of Christ, a minister to the homeless. I hope that you've been encouraged. Until you hear from me again, I today choose to love God and I choose to love him in service. What about you? Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you. Thank you.